But yeah, thank you for jumping on and for, because I know there's going to be listeners that we know are friends, um, but for people that, um, you know, that don't know you, I thought it would be good to start the episode off just like <clears throat> we can get into the, like our retreat specifically, like the experience that I went through, but also um, just kind of running through who you are and the, you know, you're in my eyes, um, you've gone through uh, certain moments in your life in which you like very difficult moments in your life. Um, one being your knee and other, you know, circumstances. Um, but still you've just, you've had this energy of wanting to be a leader and, um, man, I, I just to watch you over the course of the past year and a half has been, and, and just to grow our friendship and our relationship has been, you know, beautiful in, in my eyes. And, Same. Um, my eyes too. it's really cool, man. Uh, nice. and just like how I did not, uh, seek this, you know, in a, well, I guess in a way, kind of, I did like moving to Austin was like intentional to improve multiple areas of my life, but like, you know, running into you at the same apartment complex. Yeah. Divine. was cool. It was meant to be. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I would love for you to just, you know, just talk about from wherever you want. Um, sure. just kind of give a bit of your background and like lead up to what you're doing now. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for the intro. Uh, I feel all the same things, dude. It's been awesome getting to know you, see you on your journey. Have you come on the most recent Immerse Retreat, which I know we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. It's always tough to, you know, give a rundown of who I am. I, I'll do my best, you know. So my journey really started when I was eight, nine years old through childhood trauma, right? It started with a lot of pain. Um, spent most of my early years into my middle school, high school, even early adulthood years, you know, in a lot of pain, um, mm -hmm. ton of anxiety, terrified of people, terrified of everything, extreme social anxiety. At 16 years old, another big part of my journey began. At 16, I found the Joe Rogan podcast, mm -hmm. which was before anyone even knew what a podcast was. I somehow stumbled upon the JRE, which again, I, I believe was just like meant to be. That same year, I met my first mentor. Um, he owned a gym in Ohio um, near where I went to school. And it turned out he was the co-founder of this massive company called Muscle Farm, which was just getting started um, at the time. And when I met this guy, I knew that I needed to build a relationship with him. Like he was, even at that point, like early in his success, but like more successful than anyone I had ever met, mm -hmm. you know, like financially and was like boys with Arnold Schwarzenegger and really a bunch of NFL athletes. Wow. And like, he was early on the Twitter trend of like building a big mm. Twitter platform. And so at 16, I meet this guy, start listening to the Joe Rogan experience. And again, at that point was still deep in a lot of pain, um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of confusion, hadn't really gone down the deeper work path yet. Didn't really understand why I was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. Like as of now, like I, it all makes sense. Yeah. All the dots yeah, connect. Yeah. And so this mentor leads me to personal development. I start to read books based on his recommendations. You know, I read a lot of Napoleon Hill books early on at like 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, um, Rich Dad mm. Poor Dad, I think was the first yeah. book I ever yeah. read. And so through that, um, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, I started to realize that all the pain that I'd gone through early on um, and was still going through at the time could be used for purpose. Mm. And so like that was kind of like the changing of the seasons for me in my life of realizing, oh, wow, like all this pain I've gone through, all the the confusion I've gone through, like it can be used for good. Mm. 
but I've got to heal myself first, you know? And, and so personal development gave me the, uh, the, the keys to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. It gave me the keys. It gave me the path to be able to do that. And so early twenties, um, I spent doing tons of personal development, tons of reading. I was also in college, a full-time college student at Ohio state. I was working full-time at this muscle farm company with my mentor and was just doing a lot. I was, I was so busy, um, all the time I was just hustling. And so, um, did that for many years, took antidepressants from 18 to 21, which is oh, wow. a big part of my story. There, that's why it's like, it's hard to I don't think pick I, certain yeah. things to talk about oh, wow. okay. through the story that, that, that certainly, um, we can come back to that. But yeah, 18 to 21 was on antidepressants. That's also when I first started smoking weed, mm -hmm. which <clears throat> three years of my life, like just disappeared. Like I don't even remember because the combination of the yeah. two is just like, yeah. I was just in this cloud, like all mm. the time. And then, um, at 20 in 2015, I dropped out of a high state, mm -hmm. was still working for this company, muscle farm, um, decided to drop out. And then three months later, got laid off by this company, right? Just like totally out of the blue. Um, and as a result, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm like, well, what do I do next? Right? Like I thought I was going to be with this company for many years. I just dropped out of college mm -hmm. because I didn't know what I wanted to do in mm -hmm. college. Still doing tons of personal development. At that point I had been training in the gym every day for seven years. I started training at 16. That became a big part of my life, lifting weights, developing mm -hmm. the body yeah. and through personal development, de developing the mind, starting to develop the spirit. And so after a couple months of being laid off, I was in real estate for a short period of time as a realtor, hated it. Wasn't for me. And I, was sitting in my parents' bathroom reading this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and had this light bulb moment in 20, it was end of 2015, um, where I realized that the quote in the book said, if you're the last person on earth, would you still do it? And I was like, well, I wouldn't be doing real estate because I don't fucking enjoy it, right? Like, what would I still be doing if I was the last person mm -hmm. on earth? Mm -hmm. I'd be lifting weights, I'd be developing my body, I'd be developing my mm -hmm. mind and my spirit still. So I was like, well, how can I make that a living? My mentor, had been doing that for years. Mm -hmm. He'd been doing that through social media for years. And so like I had a clear path to creating my life around the things that I truly mm. enjoyed. What was stopping me in that moment, I realized what was stopping me was a fear of being on camera. So I literally dropped everything in that moment. I drove to Best Buy, I picked up a tripod and I started shooting videos. I still have like the original videos on my YouTube. They're mm. so bad. They're just like- I think I subscribed to just you. Pure just like Recently. rants and aimless <clears throat> conversations by myself. <clears throat> and so I started posting on every on Instagram every single day though at that point. Every mm. single day I'd post on Instagram just like a clip of, of my workouts. Within a couple months, started to gain a lot of traction. Um, at that point I started to uh, offer online fitness coaching, which I then made my full-time job. Instead of the real estate, I transitioned into the online fitness mm. coaching full-time in 2016. So seven years ago yeah. and have been self-employed ever since over the last seven years i've gone down a lot of different paths went to the jungle to drink ayahuasca um you know my business has gone from just being a fitness coaching business to more of like an overall more like life coaching business as much as i hate that word mm -hmm. you know it's just like mind body soul coaching teaching guys how to train how to eat right how to sleep how to do breath work how to how to sleep you know how to you know immerse in nature um everything mm -hmm. in between and so yeah the the journey has just evolved so much over the years but current day um I'm now hosting ayahuasca retreats. Mm -hmm. I still coach men and, and fitness and health coaching as well. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of the story, but it's all rooted in in pain. That was like really what gave me my start. Mm. And now my whole passion and purpose in life is to help other men become happier and healthier through all the modalities of plant medicine and training mm. and food yeah. and everything in between. So like to boil it all down, that's essentially what I do now is I help teach men how to become happier and healthier. Mm utilizing all these tools. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, um, I mean, you've been 
very incremental for me to uh, adjust my lifestyle and actions and habits, uh, one being going to Squatch. So mm-hmm. when I first met you, uh, I had just been getting out of the apartment complex gym. But this has been, I mean, I've said it for anybody that's listened to most of my episodes for the small amount of people that are listening to each one, um, I've mentioned Squatch uh, multiple times and how it's been, it's been fulfilling in so many different realms of just community um and that community brings uh ease like ease with making this uh physical exercising you know strength training just just easy you know there's like accountability but there's also just like it's fun to come here it is fun right now we have a huge community workout there's like a hundred people outside of this building and um, and then, yeah, like you, you have, uh, given some content on bone broth and how it's helped. I mean, for me, it's helped with my gut lining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's prevented just even like, I've, I've seen your story of, um, like back acne. And I mean, I feel like most men nowadays have back acne and I did too. Um, and that's because my hormones are all off and, um, yeah. So being able to see your content at first. That's how we kind of like how I um, came across just you in general and seeing what you were doing. Um, it just, it's, it, you have, you specifically have put me in such a great direction. Mm. And I'm so thankful. And so, yeah, squatch in the bone broth and then um, strength training in a way that is uh, in, like preventing injury. Sure, like more functional. But it's still very effective. Yeah. Um, that has been super helpful because I think otherwise maybe I would have gone to like a CrossFit and fucked up mm-hmm. certain parts of my body. Um, yeah, you're a testament, man, to the work. Like, obviously you did the work, you know, it's not, <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for it. Yeah. But it has been cool to be a part of your journey and to see your transformation mentally, physically, you know, spiritually now as well, which I yeah. know we'll get into at the retreat. But yeah, you're living walking proof, you know, that this stuff works. Like I'm not reinventing the wheel. Like I just talk about things that I've learned from other people. Yeah. But it all works, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you do these things, you'll become happier, you'll become healthier, you'll live a longer, more fulfilling life. You'll make yeah. more money, you'll have more rich relationships and everything in between. It's like the work works, you know? Yeah. And again, like you're living proof of that. Mm-hmm. So thanks for <laughs> for doing what yeah, you're doing, man. man, and being a testament to to everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe we could dive into, you brought up the fact like when you were 19, mm-hmm. you were on antidepressants. Yeah. Because there's definitely a large portion of men and women on antidepressants in America specifically. Right. Um, so I think that sharing that journey, if you feel called to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah, totally, man. So like I said, starting when I was younger and like middle school, started to deal with a lot of mental health issues. I dealt with a lot of obsessive compulsive disorder when I was in like eighth grade. I'd stay up all night flipping light switches and shit, dude. Like I was all fucked up. My brain was stemming from trauma as a mm. kid, you know, and then it evolved into just like extreme social anxiety being terrified of people and then um the day of my high school graduation was when i had like the peak anxiety attack at that point like the worst high school anxiety attack yeah the day of graduation mm-hmm. just like the idea of even just having to walk in front of the school you yeah. know just to grab the diploma i didn't have to go up there and deliver a speech or anything right. i wasn't the valedictorian just, just to go up there and grab it like i it was like a two-hour just like full-on panic attack of just wow. like s- sweating uncontrollably and just like mm. uh, just chaos yeah and so Went to college that summer, like three hours away from home. 
And that was the first time I'd ever like gone away from home. It was like really close with my parents at that point. They were like, you know, comfort for me, especially my mom. And so after a week of being at college, I ended up dropping out. Well, tell the story. So like I would go into the school cafeteria and I couldn't even go to the cafeteria without having a panic attack. You know what I mean? Like it was just like my anxiety was so, so strong at that point. And so I got really lucky because I went home the first weekend of school and I was at this party out in the cornfields and there was a rope attached to this um, tree that you could climb. So I was wasted and I climbed this rope oh, and I got to the top like 12 feet up and it snapped. And like I had my legs straight out like you would climb mm. it, you know, at the gym. And so I dropped to the ground and my wrists are the first thing that break the fall and I snapped my wrist, which was oh. awesome because that was my excuse to drop out of school. You know, like I already wanted to drop out. So like that was a blessing in disguise to be able to have an excuse to drop out. And so literally that was it. Like I, I dropped out, I went up and got all my things and then I started to go to therapy. I went to like two therapy sessions and the therapist kind of sucked and I just wasn't ready for it. So I was like, can I just get antidepressants? And so I went to my doctor and she just prescribed me antidepressants really without any questions. Just like that. Yeah. And Crazy. so I, at the same time I, I found cannabis and started smoking cannabis and spent basically like just three years in this just like weird fog, like this mental cloud all the time where I could hardly think all the while I was like a high functioning person. You know, I had a full-time job for the supplement mm. company. Mm. I was a full-time student at Ohio state and, um, yeah, it was just a weird time in life. Um, it just numbed, numbed me out, you know, like the antidepressants, like they did help curb the anxiety for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it just like, you just felt numb all the time. Yeah. You know, you didn't feel good. You didn't feel bad. It was just like, just numb. How are you able to, to ease off of that? eventually yeah I, I eventually was like man like this isn't it's not solving any of the deeper rooted issues obviously it's just mm -hmm. like numbing um and so without any i didn't go to the doctor to like how i go to get help to be able to wean off it like i looked online and got some basic information on how to do this mm -hmm. and like knew that i couldn't just cold you can't cold turkey a lot of those things like you have to gradually like slowly wean it down and so i think over like six or eight weeks i just like kept dropping the dosage mm -hmm. But it was weird, man. Like there were like physical withdrawals from it where I remember during that process, like I would have these weird like electric zaps and jolts through my body the during the day, system. like randomly. Yeah, like my nurse would like literally yeah. just like boom. It was, it was, it was weird. It mm -hmm. was wacky. And so eventually I weaned off of it and never went back to it, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and at some point years later, I really started to gain traction on just the mental health journey and the, the deeper work journey, mm -hmm. which for me really it was going to the jungle. You know, if you want to segue it to the ayahuasca, yeah. um, it was that at that point, I really started to make a lot of headway on healing myself. You know, mm. I had made a lot of headway. I would have been, I would have been 2019. So I would have been, you know, 25 years old. So every year after 20, I, 21, I'd say I got better and better. I would yeah. feel gradually better and better each year. I was doing a lot of personal development. I was exposing myself to my biggest fears, which was people mostly. So like, my first job at that muscle farm company was as a demo rep. I would go to I would go to gyms. I would go to supplement stores and give out samples, which was terrifying. Mm. But that's what I needed exposure to the things I was afraid of. I also was working customer service for this company, mm. so I was on the phone with people all the time. I was in school, so I was like exposed to people all the time and just like around my fears all the time. I yeah. was training on a regular basis, developing my confidence through the gym. I was reading, learning, you know, all this wisdom from these different books, and so all of that helped me evolved quite a bit, but mm -hmm. I still was, was in a lot of pain, you yeah. know? And so 2019, I had known about ayahuasca for nine years or so at that point, um, found out about it through a Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus podcast initially in like 2010 mm -hmm. timeframe. Um, it had the spiritual moment at 16 and 2010 where I like, it was wild. Like 
felt like I got struck by lightning, like the hair stand up on my body. And I just knew in that moment that ayahuasca was going to play a huge role in my life one day. It just didn't make any sense then. Uh, in 2019, though, it all kind of came together. All the stars <laughs> aligned and had a you know great year in many ways, had a really tough end of the year in, in different ways. And then uh, saw an opportunity to go to the jungle. One of my friends that I had known for years, hadn't seen him in a couple of years, made a, made a post on Facebook. He was like, you know, ayahuasca has totally changed my life over the last few years. Mm. I'm going back for another retreat in Costa Rica in December, which was like a month and a half away. You know, we have one spot left. Is anyone interested mm. in joining us? And so I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is my spot. Like this is, yeah, it's time, you know, for me to go to the jungle finally. Um, and so I, I sat on it for a week after talking to him and getting the details. I was terrified. Like I was so, so fearful. I was so afraid of making the, mm. the trip, you know, like it, it was different than like what you guys get to experience, you know, like there's kind of a bridge created now and like you're going yeah, down yeah. and you've seen so many other men go through this experience and yeah. like you've talked to them and like, you know, you're going to be in this group. Like yeah. for me, it was like, I kind of knew the guy that was going and then like never even talked to the guy that was hosting it. You know, like I didn't really know anything yeah, about I mean, it, but I just trusted my gut. Yeah. But there was a lot of fear involved. And so I made the decision, pulled the trigger, end up in the jungle and had the most life transforming week of my entire life, dude. Like that week was just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, felt peace that I'd never felt, felt just like happiness and joy and lightness that I'd never felt. Yeah. Um, a lot of the dots started to connect. Everything started to make a lot more sense as to why I'd experienced all the pain that I had because of the trauma that I'd gone through as a mm -hmm. kid and just yeah. like started piecing everything together. Went home just like feeling on top of the world. Not everything was solved, of course, as right. you know, right? right? But like huge yeah. acceleration in that yeah. process go home just like vibrating like everyone around me at that point I was living in Indianapolis um so like Zach Hummel Dylan like they all felt this huge difference in me mm -hmm. and that was that was cool because I felt it and I was like okay like other people feel it too like yeah. there must be something yeah, happening yeah. I yeah. went back a couple months later in February of 2020 oh, okay. um for my second trip another epic experience did LSD for the first time that trip ayahuasca again um and then COVID happened and then like mm. and then I blew my knee out like a month later I snapped my knee in half and like everything oh is just like changed you yeah. know so 2020 yeah, yeah. was a wild year and then in 2021 eventually start hosting the retreats felt the call to create the retreats mm -hmm. and then obviously last month this month all the yeah. time blends together yeah. this month hosted the seventh retreat mm -hmm. um which you were a part of yeah man a couple things come to mind throughout uh, what you were just expressing there um you were saying how like you were pretty fearful going into it, and not even just the fear of uh, your own insecurities and what taking the medicine will do for you. But it's also like you need to trust the people that are helping you, you know, right. that are conducting the ceremonies. So, you know, Kevin and, and everybody else that was doing that, you know, John, um, I can totally see. And also ha after having a conversation with the other John, mm. um, how there can be, um, you know, negative energies of just other people taking advantage of you. Yeah. And, you know, acting as if, you know, they can provide you with this medicine, but then having some ill intentions. Mm -hmm. So for you to go out and do that and not really know the people that you were dealing with, I mean, that is a, like a step of courage. And it's a, you know, I mean, that's. At that point, I didn't even, I wasn't even a, as of aware, I wasn't as aware as I am now mm -hmm. to the fact that there are a lot of people out there that are serving medicine with yeah even if they do have good intentions if they're not prepared if they're right. not qualified for it can still create opportunity for negative side effects mm -hmm. you know and so at that point i didn't even really 
realize that to the extent that I do now. Mm -hmm. But I trusted that. Like I knew yeah. like, my heart seemed to make it really clear that yeah. like this is where you're supposed to go. And then I meet the people that I do and, and it's now the same space that I host my retreats. It was just like so perfect yeah, the way man. it all came together. Yeah. And um I think that just watching yeah, having the trust of just seeing men immerse into this. Yeah. No pun intended. Um yeah, the immerse retreat. Uh <laughs> and and just seeing it through Twitter. So mm -hmm. Twitter just showing just natural testimonies of of men that are coming back and seeing that for the past year was really helpful for me to be able to say like let's just do it and um you know we, off the mic we've we've had some really great conversations and just like to, like even yesterday just saying how you know being in the austin region there's many different people that are in the health and fitness atmosphere the industry and that's mm -hmm. great but there's definitely people that have this you know focus on i gotta make another paycheck i gotta you know make some kind of commission and you know that's like certain like you want to at least your ego is protecting you from that and seeing how genuine you are in transforming these men's lives is just it was amazing and the experience just of i mean we can start to you know lead up into that um getting into the experience of the retreat and yeah but um yeah so i've expressed this i feel like a broken record but this was easily the most profound moment of my entire life and i don't take that lightly either like saying that and i've never really had for like anybody that's listening that's you know you, you listen to or they they've heard of aubrey marcus before and they kind of think it's some kind of hippy dippy you know woo woo spiritual stuff like i've never had a spiritual really attention or intention or just taking the time to really invest in that and so this mm -hmm. was really kind of like a great way to accelerate right into that and um this has easily yeah been the most beautiful experience that i've had but it's not even just the the two ceremonies and being you know taken into the force of the medicine and like actually experiencing the physiological and the visual you know all of that but also the deep connection you know the sweat lodge and the combo and the conversations and just being at the retreat house the casa nautica like you know, it was, it was beautiful it, and it was like raw, yeah. it was raw. It was just like raw, raw um, genuine, natural ways of just connecting with men and, and the people that were involved with, you know, even the other people that were at the ceremonies that, you know, um, mm -hmm. like the women and um, other men that were there. Um, so yeah, man, I think uh, if I just, like I could start to get into leading up to it. So yeah. um, flying into San Jose and and getting there and being like pretty exhausted, you know, after a full day of travel. And we were saying uh, in the sauna how, you know, at first it was like you have these like bits of chaos here and there. Like you saw all the bugs all over the place like that are not typically, um, you know, uh, there all the time. I mean, there's definitely a bunch of nature there. But just like in that moment, there was just like a swarm of these black bugs that you were like, what the fuck? And I was like, what? This is, is this normal? Like <laughs> the monkeys are howling in the yeah. background. Um and, uh, and yeah, so we, I think it was a combination of just being really tired, but there was this like little thread of like chaos and, um, you know, waking up the next morning and me and Jeffrey expressing, uh, how we had like, just like woken up, like startled. And then another gentleman there was saying how he had night sweats and like, a, just like terror, like waking up. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is how we're going to start the retreat. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, out of respect for, you know, maintaining privacy of people that were there, um, we did have, you know, one occurrence of someone going through the combo. And combo, um, it's essentially this purging. It's just direct purging, right? There's no psychedelic experience that I... There can be. There there can be, but I didn't really... Yeah, it's not like a mind-altering substance necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, me and... Um, one gentleman, we went first and first dose, uh, and combo is like essentially poison. It's venom from a frog that's native to Depends the Depends on who you ask. Okay. Like Camilo would disagree, uh, cause they don't have any known, any known, um, like, uh, animals trying to kill them. Right. right so there's, there's no known like predators of mm. the, of the combo frog. And so, um, again, I've never been to the Amazon to work with these. Mm-hmm. frogs but the way uh camilo um discusses it it's 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 create it's it's like a you know a, a gel and like a ooze kind of that they use to create their nest mm. so it's it's oh, for okay. their for their for their babies for them yeah. and so when you think of it that way it's actually full of of love and life and support mm. whereas yeah. a lot of people are like oh it's a venom it's a poison which the first practitioners i ever work with they described it that way and who knows what it is but it just feels a lot better when you think yeah, of it as yeah, a yeah as a nest, you know, and like, like just full of love and support. Yeah, I like that much better. But our body probably interpret interprets it as a poison, yeah. right? It's like our body thinks like, the hell is this, right? And it, it's part of what creates right. that physiological right. effect and that immune response and eventually the purge. But mm-hmm. yeah, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're getting that, this little, so he's burning your skin mm-hmm. and making yeah, marks so there's, for each. Yeah, it's like a medicinal piece of uh, wood, like a really small, thin piece of wood, and then it's used lighter to light it up, and then just a small, like ballpoint pen, yeah. a little smaller than that, or a little larger than that, mm. burn on the skin to open up the flesh, and then that's where, so that's where the powder goes the in. The powder goes in. Yeah. So he gave me the first dose, and then the other gentleman next to me, and um, he uh, he started purging. I I did not. And I just sat there and uh, I think I had asked you before, you, you mentioned like that doesn't typically happen. Um, you typically first dose, you're, you know. Most people. Yeah. And so he gave me a second dose and that's like when immediately I could feel like just like a head rush of heat and like within my extremities, like tingling in my, yeah. my hands. Like my a Wim Hof, almost like, like deep in Wim Hof. Yeah. Kind of sim- similar feeling for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let's just let this happen. And um. Yeah, like it still wouldn't come out for me. Like Camila had to come from behind me and like move my stomach, and yeah, eventually, I, and I purged. I immediately purged, and that might sound terrible to some people, but like what happened next was amazing. So there was no—at least this is for me—there uh, was no conscious thoughts of of anything that prompted this. But there, there was no memory of like something that's happened with my family or anything like that. It was just this emotional energy to be allowed to just belt out and cry. And I, as I've expressed with you and other people, like I've all, like I've just repressed crying as a man because you're, you know, you're a pussy if you do that. Or if you're, you're just a, you're not, you're a weak man for doing that. And I've heard that. I mean, there's so many men in life that aren't allowed to do that or they don't feel allowed to do that. And so it was like this medicine was able to shed a layer of emotions in that moment and it was just like what i loved about that was it gave me even more 
confidence. I already had some confidence in myself, but it gave me more confidence to move forward with the ayahuasca ceremonies mm-hmm. and Temescal. And just the, the energy that, that came through, the physical activation within my body, which was like slightly uncomfortable at first, but then it was like also healing. It felt just healing. And then you just cry. Mm. And you're like, where is this coming from? This is years and years and years of saying, no, nope, you're not going to cry. Yeah. <clears throat> you're going to repress your emotions. You're going to suppress <clears throat> your emotions. And that was amazing. I mean, just to be able to shed that layer and knowing that everybody around you is just like, yeah, man, you can do this. And so walking away, um, you know, as we were, once we finished, it was, it was beautiful, man. Like I just felt, I felt uplifted internally and we were kind of getting into like this threat of chaos <clears throat> and so there was another gentleman who purged the most that we've ever purged a lot yeah he purged yeah yeah man combos uh we always do it at the beginning of this specific retreat just opens things up you know it creates a lot of space within mm. us uh energetically and physically too yeah and just like you said just eases any nerves that you potentially still have going into the ayahuasca so that then when we go into the ayahuasca the next day, it's like you're just so much more ready for it. Yeah. You're more open, ready to receive, less nervous, less, mm-hmm. you know, anxious. Yeah. Yeah. So combo is combo is great, man. I've had my fair share of combo experiences every time. It's intense yeah. <laughs> for me. And for me, it's always like a quick purge. Like it doesn't take me long. Like I'm mm-hmm. right away. I'm just like purging, thankfully, because I yeah. see people that don't purge right away. But it, yeah, for someone that has never done anything like this it's like why would you want to do that you know what i mean like why would you want to just go puke right and it's uh like you said man it's tough to understand unless you've done it but it it really is a deep cleanse and you feel afterwards so much lighter so much more just like present grounded your confidence level grows yeah doing that hard thing yeah man it's powerful i think yeah i think you described it really well for people that don't maybe have a, a spiritual presence in like the U.S. specifically. And we're living in a time where there's so much to take in and we're not processing it. You know, there's just so much going around, you know, around us and our phones and at work. And, you know, even back in like, you know, the 20th century when you didn't have these technological devices, these smartphones in your in your hand, life was still, you still had to process things, you know, take time for that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, at least for me, like you don't always do that. Right. And, um, especially when you're just thread after, you know, if you're on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you're just, you're constantly taking in new stuff. And like, this could be an, it has an advantage as a, you know, a double-edged sword. Like you can retain in, information that can help you with your business or whatever, socially connection. Um, but also it, it can hinder, uh, it can provide you with negative stuff, negative news. And you don't, sometimes always process that if you're just like literally all day long, four hours a day, just like scrolling. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, I'm kind of jumping out of line here, but like coming back from the retreat, I was like, I unfollowed so many things. I'm still doing that. Nice. Uh, I'm unfollowing things like Substack articles, emails. I unfollowed like 200 plus people on Twitter, um, Instagram. And I'm just like, why am I like there's just this is too much there's way too much but it's also just like i mean for me walking away i feel just amazing like i feel i feel 
you know, in my, like almost like a higher form of myself and filled with love and my, my heart open, we can get into mm. the ceremonies. But like, and I was like, I don't want to lose this. Mm. I don't want this moment. Cause we were talking about keeping the momentum towards the end. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to lose this. So I got to fucking make some decisions right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean. Sustain the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. The work. Yeah, man. Um, and so the next day is first ceremony. And uh, we start around like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the temple's beautiful. It's in the middle of the jungle. And uh, there's a huge fire pit. Yeah, in the middle of the temple. Yeah. yeah. It, there's allergies in Austin, if you can't tell. I, I've been suffering from allergies for a long time, for the past two weeks since I got back. Um, and so, yeah, um, I remember just walking once we parked. We were in the valley. We got to the you know temple area. We were just walking and, um, you know, seeing them make the medicine was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin was just like, you know, he was napping. <laughs> Napping pretty hard. Out. <laughs> uh, I was like, I thought he was faking. That's how, <laughs> that's how, uh, napping, uh, how hard he was napping. Um, and yeah, so. What was that like showing up and just like seeing the temple and was it pretty surreal? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, like I had no expectations. I had no expectations of what this was going to look like. Um, and I was just super present with everything. Which I'm really happy about, and I definitely recommend. I mean, yeah, and and so going there, um, seeing the guys making it, and seeing the temple, um, and like you're really in there. I mean, there's no like there's barely any civilization. Um, it was great, and I, I've expressed this with you know I've had multiple conversations since I've been back with friends, and. Being in the jungle is what you need. Like, at least for the first time doing ayahuasca, like, without a doubt, is the best. We're going to be doing... <clears throat> I, I hope to do the, the one in October here in Austin, mm-hmm. but there's nothing compared to... I think yeah. I think it's because the medicine, the, the vine and the leaf is organically, naturally in the Amazon. It comes from the jungle. Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why the jungle makes it so unique. But yeah, I mean, you got to experience that at some mm. point. Leah's first experience was in Austin, and then she went to the jungle. So it can be both ways. You know, it can be, you know, if you do it in the U.S. first, but you got to go to the jungle yeah. and do it at some yeah, point. absolutely. And, you know, I've never <clears> been <throat> to the Amazon specifically. Obviously, the jungle in Costa Rica is a jungle itself, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it's, yeah, leaving the U.S. completely and going to a brand new environment. Mm-hmm. And the jungle, even Costa Rican jungle, is just like... It's just so deep in life. There's just mm-hmm. so much life yeah. there. You're just surrounded by life and support. And yeah. That's what, you know, in the, the ocean. and Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Just like like the the howler monkeys and the, monkeys, the frogs yeah. and the insects and the birds. Like yeah. the R2-D2 mm-hmm. bird. Yeah. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was <laughs> wild. Two cans flying Those around. Two cans, man. man. Those things just made me laugh because yeah. it sounded so odd. Um, yeah, there's nothing like it. There's yeah. nothing quite like going yeah. to the <laughs> to the jungle and and you know being near the ocean and it's yeah different. yeah. So getting there was just really cool. It was during the day. Um, I think we helped with uh, bringing down some firewood down below at a lower elevation where the Timiscal was yeah, being held. 
Yeah. And, um, and so then we just kind of had the time to, to chill out until the ceremony. And so it started to get dark and the fire was being made and, um, it was a pretty filled up temple. I mean, there was some women there too. There's probably like 20 people there. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, around like eight, nine o'clock, we take our first cup. And I think you've mentioned, and even Kevin afterwards, um, he mentioned how, um, you know, sometimes or typically people don't really feel the effects of the medicine after the first cup. And I did your se- first time ever, yeah. the first time ever. Yeah. First time ever. Uh, which was, I think, correct. I, I had a little bit of visions, like a tiny, tiny bit if I closed my eyes. Um, and so, but so I was pretty sober still. And, um, you know, people start purging immediately. And the, uh, so you're witness to that and you observe all of that. And this one girl, so like she was next to you on the other side of the door. I don't know if you remember her. Yeah, I remember the little Asian woman. She was wild. Yeah, she was doing some crazy stuff. She was purging immediately, like pretty hard. And then she, man, dude, the spectrum of her emotions were crazy. So, like, she, at one point, because I, like, I I can't get this out of my head, she, like, rose up and, like, (laughs) looked like the exorcist, man. (laughs) lightning outside. (laughs) It was like, yeah, so, like, and it, yeah, it was, yeah, thundering and lightning. And it was dark, <laughs> and we've got this big fire. We're in the middle of the jungle, and this girl's like, uh, I was just like, whoa. Um, so that, like, that instance of seeing her start to, like, and then she also, like, started crying profusely and laughing. What, what, yeah. And other people didn't have that effect, too. Like, other right. people were, like, in peace and just they purged. And, but this girl, she was going through her own experience. And so for me, I was like, oh, man, when's the second cup coming? <laughs> Should I take a second cup? Um, did it make you like more nervous seeing? Uh, I mean, it definitely, I mean, it like it prompted a little bit of nervousness. And I think even with like Dylan expressed it too. Like he was like, yeah, that was kind of wild. <laughs> you know? um, but instantaneously I was like, no, just like you are, this is internal. You're going to face this internally. Unless she gets up and she starts hopping in the fire <laughs> or some shit. Then, I don't know, then maybe I'll do something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I think 45 minutes went by and didn't really feel anything. And um, Kevin offers the second cup. And man, immediate, almost immediately. So I like walked back to my bed, sat down, let it just kind of go through. And this book that I brought, I mean, I'm not going to read a bunch from it or anything like that, but I can quote a couple of things because it's very helpful i highly recommend it it's called the religion of ayahuasca and it's by alex polari dale verga helped you like understand your experience more yeah yeah and i I think we uh we saw this uh after the ceremonies i expressed like i because it it was the first book that came across my my eyes and there's like 30 books on the shelf right and i opened it up and uh, there's a different man that writes the forward and his name is steven larson (laughs) which is my fucking dad's name wild so I read the forward after the ceremonies, and I was like, this is, yeah, amazing. Um, bought the book almost immediately on Amazon. Anyways, um, the way that they describe it, I think it's a Portuguese term called the Miracau. I, I could be butchering the pronunciation, but that's just essentially like it's the, the experience that you're immersed into. It's the visionary states, like the visions that you're receiving, the insights that you're receiving. And so it's just a helpful way to... They describe it very well in the book. And so when I, I mean, I sat there for probably like maybe a couple minutes and immediately I was like, okay, 
like the force of the medicine, like physiologically, it's kind of indescribable. Like it was just, yep, here it is. And so I was sitting up at the time, but then I was like, no, I'm going to lay down. I lay down the whole time. Um, and man, it was like, it was interesting how, and he describes this in the book too, how if you open your eyes, I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but like, there's no, there's no like crazy visuals if your eyes are open, but there is this like slight tint of purple or greenish. It's kind of what I got. I don't know. Yeah. Every time so different. Yeah. Yeah, like I've experienced such a spectrum of yeah experiences different. within yeah. it, but usually they yeah, it's like closed eye visions, not not usually open eyed visions so much. Yeah, and so I just I, I it was as if the medicine was telling me, Mother Aya was just telling me like close your eyes and just let this go, like let this ride, allow it to happen, and the the pictures, the visions, the um, there's no like the way that um. I've heard uh, someone say it's it's uh, there's no like anthropomorphologic like so like a guy with a you know weird wolf head or anything like that. It's just like this unbelievable, beautiful like changing of visions of different things, and it was just like so profound. It was crazy, and um, but then it was ugh, like I had my right hand on my heart and my left hand on my stomach the whole almost the whole time the first ceremony like the whole time just feeling my heart and i had the most like the highest degree of ecstasy of just like love and joy to a point where i was i was laughing like so hard i was just like laughing so hard i was trying to contain it because i was laughing so hard and there's like other people like that little girl she was just like purging going crazy i was like should i be you know and so it it tapped into a spectrum, a frequency of an emotion that I've never felt in my entire life. Like the degree of how how much joy, how much love. And like I could feel it in my chest, I could feel it in my head. I could, you know, it just and I've now been able to slightly tap into that since I've been back home. Like I went to go meditate the other day. And I went in the ice bath, not this session, but like the other day, and I just I've been laughing at myself more. Mm not taking myself so seriously and meditated for an hour the other day. And I just like was able to just remember that feeling and it came back, back to me. And I, there was no insights to that. Right. There was no, like, this is cause like now I think about it and I'm like, maybe this is the, the joy and the love that your mother would have given to you if she was still alive. And it's just allowed me to feel this and, and it's now opened up like my motivation to, to, to really shape myself better, like, like morally, ethically, and to continue on this path, you know, like, like I think throughout the time that we've known each other, I've, I've been pretty serious and I think consistent and disciplined, but there was a point where it's like, I might just sleep in this whole entire week or I might have this, you know, I might kind of, trip up here and there or whatever and I kind of like lost that motivation and man this this trip has just reinvigorated and energized me to an extent that like I can't even I'm still trying to describe I'm still pulling threads and I was talking to two other guys on the phone and uh, one was yesterday and a couple days ago and then I'm talking to another one uh, on Monday 
And it's like, I guys that have come through past retreats. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've been on a group call with both of them, but like we, it's, it's, we're all sharing. Right. And so I've only done like maybe three or four calls with both of them and each one. And now since I've come back from the retreat, it's just like, there's just such a like, you know, raw loving connection. The guy that I was talking to yesterday, uh, we were just both saying like, we were just smiling the whole time. Like we were talking to each other and it's like, as if you've known them your whole life, which is like, you don't get that often, you know, like you, I don't know. It's just like, there's this bond that you make through this experience that uplifts you. Yeah. That's just so profound. And they know, and they can sit there and say, I know what you're saying, bro. <laughs> and that's, and the guy you're talking about was in a different retreat group, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's so cool about the immerse retreats is that, you know, you come through the retreat and you're with the group of guys. Usually it's a group of eight to 10 guys. Your group is a little smaller, but like you have that group, that's your tribe, you know, your brotherhood for right. that week and beyond, of course, as you know, but then there's the larger group of men that have come through all the retreats. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like, 65 guys now that yeah. have come through these retreats soon to be 75 you know in june for the next retreat and just like you said you can connect with these guys so quickly because mm -hmm. we've all got this shared experience and so it's like a true community and, and brotherhood and i'm excited yeah. to continue to to grow it and build it and bring it together in different different ways you know like we're all going to meet up a lot of us are going to meet up to do our things conference in yeah. august in colorado you know mm -hmm. and just creating different spaces for all of us to come together because you meet these guys from different retreat groups and just immediately you oh, can yeah. just bond and yeah. grow because of that mutual experience of yeah. going through the retreat in the jungle. Yeah. It's, it's magical. Um, and I mean, I'm definitely going to be brushing over just the power of the medicine and like what I experienced, like the, how profound it was mm. and just trying to describe it. It's like, you know, I, I think I've been kind of doing it well to someone that's never done it. You know, it's like, it's kind of hard. Like I can be a little bit more crazy, like with my vocabulary, with the men that have gone on these retreats. Totally. They're like, yeah, Get I it. got you, man. But other people, it's like, well, listen, like, you know, it's, it's testing me to be able to try to relate to those people that haven't done it and say, this is what I felt. And like, listen, I had no spiritual presence or practice or whatever, or attention prior to this. And now it's like, yeah, it's there. The desire to follow a spiritual path or just just follow this curiosity. It's um, accelerator, you know, ayahuasca yeah. and the retreat itself, plant medicine, all of it. It's, it's all just an accelerator. You know, it's like it's not 100% necessary, of course, as we know, like everything's already within us. And there's obviously other tools out there that are really great, too. But mm -hmm. it can help accelerate the process of healing, of growth, of getting to where we want to go just quicker. You know, yeah. and so it's like yeah, that that's simply what these things are is they're tools to help accelerate the process that we're already on, you yeah. know, or maybe that we want to be on. Yeah, man. And um, I uh, yeah, I guess we could go into the second day. So the second day, really, no, not much sleep, but we're not still much. like energized a little bit with just what we've gone, at least what I went through. <laughs> and um, we. I think it was it had to be past noon when we did the Tamascal. Uh and so that is, you know, it's it's a sweat lodge. Um now that, that was actually the more the more nervous activity for me. 
Like I, I was leading up to that, like I, I was doing multiple sauna sessions, like trying to stay in there for 50 minutes and like, you know, I, I was building up some resistance for sure. Uh, and it's funny because like I do saunas every like five days a week and the other guys like don't ever do saunas, I don't think. And they still handled it like a champ. I'm fucking so proud of them. Um, Except for Dylan, you guys crushed. <laughs> Remember we were at dinner and he was talking shit about me not being able to handle spicy food. Yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> like motherfucker, you got steamrolled by the sweat lodge. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to send this clip to him. <laughs> hey, he did great. He uh, made it. No, he, 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 he survived. We, yeah, we all crushed it. Oh, man. Um, but so, uh, essentially, it's just like what I, what I envisioned was it was going to be much higher. Mm. so the height of this like tent or whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah it's like on our heads like depending on where you're at in this in in the tent in the sweat like both of us are like six foot yeah sitting up it's like oh, right yeah. on your head yeah so it's pretty low and there's this huge hole um in the center and so everybody goes around and sits in the center and uh it's completely covered and there's been i would say almost 30 huge rocks that have been just just smelting and just like volcano yeah, rocks volcano rocks mm -hmm. they're actually from a volcano yeah because oh. if you do that with normal rocks yeah they, they would just... explode oh wow yeah if you heat them up that much they could remember that folks yeah yeah so it's, they're they're rocks that came out of a volcano oh, wow. that have the ability to cook that hot okay hold that heat yeah plus from the center of the earth you know like they're full of wisdom and yeah been around for a long time yeah so we're all just sitting in here and we're like pretty it's pretty tight um and uh you know camilo gives his talk and um i mean camilo is just an amazing human being and, and like just set the tone for the retreat and um yeah he so he like he's just a champ to be able to i think he played like one song and then but the, like he was just talking and and just the whole time and i know he's done this so many times but um so yeah then we put i think it was seven rocks in there after we kind of set our intentions and, and whatnot um that's when he starts pouring the water on and the steam just starts going in and uh i mean it had to be at least 150 to 160 degrees right Some crazy or even more um and you're just like drenched immediately because of the steam, steam immediately and we're in there for three fucking hours, which is, I mean, that's why I had nerves because I was like, I've done a sauna for almost an hour. And, but like my mind is just like, I need to get out and your body too. Your body's just like, there's certain moments where like I had tingling sensations and then that makes me think, oh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get anxious and or, I need to get out of here. But each time that happened, it would just come right back to the breath. And, you know, as one of the guys on our, in our group was like, I don't want to be the first little bitch that gets out of the, yeah. uh, uh, out of the tent. Um, so everybody's doing it and, uh, there's like, yeah, three hours that go by. What I thought was interesting is, um, how Camilo has us all have some kind of prayer, I think it was, or intention, like an intentional prayer and like requests from, I think it was God, um, whatever your, you know, yeah. higher, higher being. And at that point, I mean, everybody's physically, mentally just like, so like you've been beating the fuck up, you know? And so what comes out is very interesting to me. 
uh, because you're not really planning on it because the, the, you're in there for three hours. Yeah. And so uh, for me specifically, I asked, um, I had asked for the courage and the strength to, to be, um, to lead by example for my family and for my friends. Um, and getting out, man, I mean, yeah, it was a magical moment. We were just talking about this yesterday. So getting out after the three hours of just physical and mental, just like exhaustion, like I just like laid down on the ground for probably five to 10 minutes of just staring at the sky in the jungle and just like feeling almost reborn. Like you're just getting out of this dark place that was super hot for three hours, sweating your ass off, going through mental threads of like a little bit of anxiety. And then your body's just like, you know, going crazy too. And you get out and you're just like, wow. You just take a deep breath and you let your body go. And there's a little river and you go in there. And there's one moment where, and we all hugged at one point, but there's one moment where like me and like, I was just looking at Dylan. We were just sitting there so exhausted. And we just like just hugged, just embraced. And it was just like, you know, there was a moment where I looked at uh, one of the guys and we were, he looked at me and it was like, I can just feel it and see it. You feel more confident mm -hmm. and you just have this spirit in you. And that was the vibe of everybody. And it was just like this natural, like organic, like connection of like, we did something so difficult and we, we went through it and it just was soup. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And I don't, I mean, that, that has to be the case for every time you've done Tim Scales, like it already comes oh, yeah. out. Yeah, just, yeah. Every single time you're changed forever after that, yeah. you know, and it's just another form of doing hard things. Like there's, a lot of layers to the sweat lodge you know i think that there is like the the healing energetically and you know and the calling to the the great teachers and to you know it is the womb of the earth is what it's called you know and then calling to the different elements of the earth and there's all of those components to it but part of it's just doing something really hard mm -hmm. you know and, and gaining yeah. that confidence through doing that really hard thing because your mind gets crazy in there yeah. you know you know you're going to be in there for three hours it's really hot it's really uncomfortable it's dark your mind starts to wander, you bring it back to center and you just keep doing that over and over and over. And so that's part of the medicine is just doing something really hard, mm. you know, and that confidence, like yeah. you can always fall back on that in life. Yeah. You did a three hour sweat lodge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This thing's easy. Yeah. Most things are pretty easy compared to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I just felt like bring on the second ceremony, man, let's go. And, uh, and that's what we did. So we, um, after just like this awesome connection, hydrated and just felt uplifted um yeah we napped and the second ceremony commenced and the first cup for me was all right we're in it unlike the first ceremony and um the i just had still very like profound same things like active physical activation emotions coming but they were just different. It was just a different vibe. It was like much more calm because I think of the the Mescal and yeah. just being a little bit more tired and right. going through like a pretty difficult thing. Um, but it was still beautiful. And it was, um, <clears throat> you know, like both ceremonies probably last, at least for me, like five maybe to seven hours. Um, and so like the last two to three hours of this second ceremony, I was just processing in a very like not in a, a pathological way of just like overthinking and like it was just processing some of the deepest held <clears throat> shame pain guilt 
all the, just just what you've been holding on to as a kid and processing it for two to three hours. Just like insights that came in, understanding yourself, like what what happened. And I don't know if it was a combination of just unlocking different memories and then just like the thought patterns of like how to how to be able to tap in and in a stronger way to understand these with a different story, with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was for three hours just sitting there. And it was like, it was difficult, but it was, wasn't like overbearing. It was just, but it was difficult. It was like, all right, just, and then I walked away. I mean, even today, I'm just like, that's it. The, the, those maybe attachments of fear and pain and guilt and whatever and shame don't have a stranglehold on me. It's still, I'm still processing, but it's not as overbearing. Um, and just, I mean, I just walked away. I was like, how is this, this drink that's made from these, this plant, this vine, just providing these like such strong, like divine insights and, and unlocking these unbelievable emotions. I mean, it was it's wild. It's so wild. It's like crazy. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, um, I I know I I had such good like great conversations after too with a few people that were not a part of the retreat, but they were still in the ceremony. And it was just, I mean, I keep saying this word, but beautiful. And you, they were able to be vulnerable and just talk about the things that they've gone through and like how the medicine has helped them process it and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Um, so magic, it's the closest thing to magic I've ever experienced. Yeah, seriously, you know, I mean, it's a whole different world, man. Yeah. Like you just all the plant medicine experience I've had, but ayahuasca is certainly the one I feel the most connected to, most I mean, called to, and yeah, it's just true medicine. Yeah, true medicine, magic, it's a tool. Yeah, and you were saying like your experience has been different. Each time was your first experience like very powerful and yeah I said now I think it was like my I think it was my twenty first ceremony the second night but twenty one total ceremonies the first the first one ever I think was similar like you said the first cup I didn't really feel I remember John coming up to me and like asking me like do you feel it I don't yeah think so yeah same yeah. and then the second cup came on super strong and it was just like so intense where when I would have my eyes closed, it would just like be this vortex and just like going so deep into it, visuals and just like mm-hmm. feelings. And then I like kept opening my eyes. Like I kept pulling myself out of it intentionally because I was afraid to go, you know, all the way into it. Yeah. And I did that for hours. I would keep pulling myself out of it and go mm. back in and just like mm. pull myself out. And then there was this voice a couple hours in to doing that that started talking to me and it kept saying on repeat, it kept saying, um, the magic is in here on repeat. It kept saying the magic is in here like over and over wow. and over. And so like, I basically just interpreted that as like, you gotta be willing in- to go within, you know, you yeah. gotta be willing to like trust this process of going inward. Um, and from that point forward, I was able to like trust it more mm. through each ceremony. I've been able to trust it more yeah. and more and yeah, yeah. be able to go deeper. But yeah, man, like every ceremony has been unique different takeaways yeah. and different, you know, works have been done within each experience, but they all collectively are working towards the same end goal of just deeper healing and yeah. connection and growth. And yeah. And it's the, been cool. the, um, 
I mean, for me too, like what was very powerful was the music, mm-hmm. the music that was played. So the, good. And then like, you know, in between these songs that were played, there's just like Kevin dropping like unbelievable wisdom bombs. And like, there's just almost every time it's like as if he was reading my mind or the, he was reading the experience that I was going to because it just like so graciously was this interjection of like wise words in the passage of just like that, that just like flowed so well with what I was going through mm-hmm. in that moment. And I mean, he's just like, I'm so, I have so much respect for, for him and everybody that was involved. And, uh, but that's really important. I think, um, I don't know if we're limited on time, if you have a little bit more time. I guess some more time. Okay, cool. Um, there's one interesting moment that I'm still trying to, to pick apart and I've already expressed this with you, but I, I kind of want to share it cause it's like, uh, it was very interesting. And, um, I, I've been talking to my friends about it and, uh, you know, it's the whole worm thing. And when we locked eyes at one point, I don't know if you remember, it was like the only moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there was this moment where Kevin was just beating his drum. And then, like, it was the Heal the Body. Heal the Body. That that okay. song, which was just amazing. And so he would eventually go around banging this and singing Heal the Body, wash the heart, clean the mind, purify the soul. And he would walk around and then like kind of pause in front of you as you're laying down in the medicine just banging it and you're just like you listen to what he's saying and it's just like so healing and there's like there was a few moments um where you know because like your head's against the wall of the temple a couple big ass spiders are just crawling down (laughs) and what was what, what was funny was like whenever fear came uh like just you know it was uh fear came within me and i would um you know wonder what i should do should i like swipe this thing away should I just let it do its thing? And there was just this like going back and forth, just let it do it, let it do its thing, or maybe I should swipe it. And it eventually got to a point where they just do their thing, you know? But it was like kind of like a little test yeah. in the midst of the medicine. <laughs> and so this one moment, so Kevin, he's beating the drum, heal the body, wash the heart. And at, he's over me and doing that. And how powerful it was, which is like, I, man, it was amazing. And then he walks away and a few minutes go by and I'm thinking another insect is like trying to crawl on my head or whatever. So I, we're getting bit like crazy too. You know, that, that is a part of like, you know, being in the, in the jungles, like you get bit by a lot of mosquitoes and different insects. And so, um, I felt a tickle on my ear I was like, what? and I went to go grab and like feel. And I felt like I, I, it seems like I physically felt something and it was like this black worm and I got shocked and I threw it down and then I like w- got up immediately and that's when we kind of like locked eyes because I was like and you were like are you good bro and I was like yeah I'm good <laughs> and, but then I couldn't find it like, I had no idea what if that was real or not and that was the only like question of like actual in the material world physical reality if that was real or not and it maybe it maybe it fucking squirmed somewhere yeah. else or maybe it wasn't but like I had these weird insights like two years ago during COVID. Like there's this just, you know, Eric Godsey, he talks to Aubrey in this podcast episode of like just being in a, in a phase in his life where being brilliantly skeptical doesn't require intelligence and it can become like if you have so much skepticism within your 
perspective of life, which kind of that happened for me during COVID. Mm. Just like not trusting, and we don't have to get too far into that, but just not trusting our government and like everything that was happening. And so I got really skeptical for a long time and I had this crazy nightmare when I was uh, like in the midst of, you know, the lockdowns. And one of it was like, the, I think it was like the Chinese government or like the, our government had created this nanotechnology that could go into your ear and then like stick into your brain. It was just a, it was a nightmare, but it was just like, all right, it's a dream, you know, but it like, I always remembered it. And like this moment, the insights that I received right after was like, what if that was just like a dispelling of like your internal nightmare that you had yeah. or whatever? Uh, I just wow. thought that was so interesting and I'm still trying to like pick that apart. Interesting. But um, that's fascinating. Yeah, man. I had a bug that went into my shirt that night that it was the same thing. I'm like, did they go into my shirt? <laughs> like, I swear, it, like, bounced off the wall and, like, ended up in my shirt. <laughs> but then I never saw it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I can imagine. Hey, what that. the hell is this? I just making things up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so that was, yeah, an interesting aspect of that was the first ceremony. And then besides that, it was like, you know, after the the profound, like, access of just, so much love and, and like bliss and like joy camilo started drumming and there was like this native american kind of like and like the fire is like flickering onto the ceiling and you're just like ah, you're so deep into the medicine and i could tell that dylan like next to me we, we were both you know totally immersed like totally going deep into it and for me at that moment it was actually that's when there was this back and forth of like a slight fear because like I mean, Camilo would get intense, like you get really intense and then kind of drop the volume. And, but when he would get intense, it was just like, all right, um, you're, we're kind of in this spiritual, like what came to me was like, we're in this spiritual kind of uh, battle of, um, at least based off of what I've seen happening over the course of the past couple of years within the US and everything that's happened with COVID, like it was like, we're, we're this is a test for you to be fearful and how you're going to have internal strength. That's kind of what came up uh, for me. And it was very interesting how, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm brushing over this so much, but like Camilo's moment there was a test of strength mm-hmm. and like just being internally centered, yeah. come back, come back. Cause there was fear. There was certain visuals that came and it was like, Whoa, what is, what is this energy? You know, all the medicines are, man, they, they just teach you how to stay present no yeah. matter what's happening. Stay yeah. centered, come back to center. Whether it's combo or it's a sweat lodge or it's the ayahuasca. Yeah. You know, like for that for me that's the least a part oh, yeah. of the yeah. Part of the work is just the chaos that ensues and then you just come back to being centered and the more you can do it in that space, the more you can do that in normal life, you yeah. know. So it's just like the retreat, all the medicine, it's just a microcosm of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a quote here that I want to read. Um, so it goes, As we develop on the spiritual path, we go through experiences that naturally stim- stimulate our surrender to God or whatever it may be that you believe in. The true surrender is a spontaneous giving, an act of love, and is never due to fear. After we encounter doubts and fears, we may lose the need to understand what is happening. What is happening is what God is giving us. As less energy is spent rebelling against our destiny, we will attain optimal conditions for transforming it. This unconditional surrender 
guides us to a new channel of intuition and a sensibility for the truth. Without this, the experience is purely intellectual and only reveals God to the mind but does not receive him in the heart. I highlighted that and it just hit me really. That just That's passage. Good. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, this book is fantastic and, and uh, you know, I've really, um, you know, I, I was telling a buddy of mine who's going to be doing an ayahuasca uh, he he signed up for an ayahuasca retreat not too long ago, um, prior to me even going on my retreat. And uh, but I told him about this book, and I was like, you know what, it might be good to just do your first one ever without reading the book, and then come back to it, because it's just like you receive what this guy is saying, yeah. and you know what he's saying, you know, like you Let know, you experience it. yeah. And like Camilo said, like there's certain things that you kind of believe in, you you think about them, but then there's things that you just know. Yeah, that's a lot of people that are religious, you know, like they fortunately have never really like fully experienced what they believe to be true. Like mm -hmm. they mentally believe it, but until you fully experience something in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It is, man. It's different. That's what's cool about the medicine is like you get to go on your own journey and your own experience and build your own relationship with God, with higher power, with the spiritual teachers and you don't have to just believe what someone tells you. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can go and experience it and create your own, Yeah, you know, beliefs off of that really. And it's fucking awesome. It's also an, an experience with yourself, like just self-knowledge so that you can have more clarity. And man, it's, yeah, it's a journey of self. Yeah. You said self-knowledge and just getting to know yourself. And through that, you get to know God, creator, yeah, man. I believe my experience is all one. Yeah. We're just a you know, expression of that, that wholeness. And so the more that we go inward and experience ourselves, the more we experience the whole thing. Mm. Kingdom of God is within. Yeah. Listen, I think that's a, a great way to conclude. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, where can people find you? Twitter is where I'm mostly at these days jungle underscore underscore j a y um instagram i need to get back on instagram and crank that up where i want to mm -hmm. um just j a y underscore azeltine a z e l t i n e and then my website is uh j azeltine.com mm -hmm. um, you can learn more about the retreats on the website uh some free content on there yeah man. this is the best places yeah and i'll link it all and um yeah if anybody is curious um you know, after listening to this, and I, uh, I'm happy to, to, to get more in depth about my experience because it was all encompassing. The, everything in Costa Rica was just great. It was just the hospitality, the the atmosphere, you leading it. Just it was amazing. Mm. So I'm so thankful. It was an honor to have you there, Shane. Yeah. I'm really excited, man, for you to uh, work with the medicine more. Yeah, you, hearing you talk about it today, I'm like, man, I can't wait to sit in ceremony yeah. again. I can't wait for you to get to have more experiences and continue to build that relationship. And um, thanks for being a testament to all the yeah, the work and now the retreats and excited to continue to grow together. And yeah. you've just come so far, man. It's just been absolutely incredible to see your growth. And even since the retreat, you know, like I was telling you, you just seem like such a higher level of yourself, you know, just more ability to express yourself freely and just more like free flowing. And so it's super cool, man. It's just yeah. the beginning pumped to uh keep building here in austin yeah man
Thanks for having me on yeah. today. We'd love to come back again as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would <clears throat> love to have you on. And um, cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate you and thank you for those comments. And um, yeah, that concludes it. Peace out.